So you want to make sure that you are figuring out a way to take your online business, your offline business into an online space where you can benefit from all the fruits of your physical labor, literally. Um, if you are an e-commerce based business primarily, then it really becomes about finding your niche, finding your community and amplifying that as much as possible, especially if you're somebody who's doing something that's like brand new that people might not understand. Um, but even if you have a product that's been around for a while, if you create a community, then that community is engaged and excited and wants to share what you're doing. And that helps you continue to grow and grow and grow. So super essential. Yeah. And I like that about like finding the community and maybe explaining your product because I see, you know, Amazon was great at implementing that. Now you can click on a link. It's got the video. You can see a 360 of the product. You can see it in action, understand how to use it or what the heck is this? Let me show it to you. So that video aspect that they had added over the last couple of years. Empower Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and we are talking all things money and business. Today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com. Head over there for your free ebook, Seven Steps to Get You Started on Your Financial Journey, freemoneytipsbook.com. On today's episode, I am interviewing Samantha with Coco. And she is going to tell us, what is a foundation setter? Hello, Samantha. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. How are you today? Hi, Angela. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. So let's just dive in. Talk more about your story, your journey. I know you've done a lot of things. So um, tell us more about you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've lived a couple of different lifetimes at this point, but it's good. It means it's an adventure. Um, so the the kind of shortest version I can give you is I started my, like when I first started working when I was like very, very young, um, most of my like high school colleagues were working at like McDonald's, Burger King, and somehow I ended up working at like the local modeling agency and interning with the booking agents ultimately. And so it was kind of my first taste of like content production, how all of that stuff worked. And it was really exciting and I loved it. And I decided I wanted to pursue a career in publishing ultimately. And I knew that the way of the world, things were kind of going more digital. So I got a degree in publishing, concentrated in digital business strategy, and then ended up working um, for a lot of different publications, some that are owned by like the big publication firms, some that are like indie, very kind of small ultimately. And that was super fulfilling, super creative work, a, a great time every day. I would go from like wrangling millions of dollars of jewelry to like trying to figure out how to make snow in July. So a lot of like creative problem solving. Um, but ultimately, like the publishing world has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I knew that the publication I had been at was going to ultimately fold. And so I let my editor friends know, I was like, if you know of anybody who's hiring, like, let me know before I'm on a sinking ship. Um, and ultimately, a friend of mine called me and she was like, I know you don't want to do PR, but this brand that you've loved for your entire life is hiring a PR person. And I was like, send them my resume. <laughs> Um, and I ultimately ended up getting hired by that brand um, 
And I did traditional PR for maybe 0.2 seconds ultimately, because it was right around the time that the influencer boom was starting. Um, so Instagram had kind of been around for a minute and the idea of like bloggers and Instagrammers became a thing. Um, and so I, I was with them when they had hired an outside agency and their big idea was like, bring in, bring some stylists together, bring some consumers together, bring some bloggers together. And someone was like, Sam, you're new here. You go get the bloggers. And ultimately I was the only one who actually brought people and we had like 20 bloggers in the room and the energy was so insane that we were like, we should do more of this. And I spent the next like six years as sort of the only organic version of digital marketing or that they had um, building a community of women that like became the voice of this brand ultimately and like blew it up through the point of like multiple acquisitions. Hmm. Um, and so during that time, like because it was sort of the main core version of their organic marketing, I got a really 360 view of how businesses operated and worked, which was really, really exciting. And I began to kind of take my background in publishing and storytelling and understand the power of content and community together ultimately to mm -hmm. really elevate a brand and connect with consumers and build something that is like long lasting and has longevity. Um, so that was incredible. And then obviously like through different acquisitions and things like that, I transitioned out of that brand and went on to work with a few different ones in different capacities. I worked with um, one brand in like a purely digital strategy capacity. And then from there, ended up going over to Macy's where I was the sole marketing hire for a while in their innovation department for a project called Story, um, which is very much in the experiential retail space. It's actually like the the original one before Macy's acquired, it was based in Chelsea and it was like the beginning and the birth of retail in an experiential lens. Um, it was started by Rachel Sheckman. She's brilliant. The entire concept of story was brilliant. And I was like, when Macy's acquired it, I was like, they are going to hire a marketer and it will be me. It will be me. <laughs> um, and then it was, which was incredible. It was amazing to like work at the work on something that had the scale and power of Macy's behind it ultimately, but it still kind of operated as a startup within it. So that was very cool. Um, so really kind of the entire time I'm learning about storytelling and community and content and how all of those things were lean in together and can kind of transform the way that you create and grow a business ultimately. And then when the COVID pandemic hit, um, Macy's put 90% of their workforce on furlough. And I was like, we're an innovation department. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm still going to have a job. Um, so I had started freelancing and that freelance work turned into, I have more work than I know what to do with. Let me just like make this a thing ultimately. And so now I spend my days helping um, brands, big and small, everything from like a one woman show to like multi-million dollar businesses engage in marketing that is powered by both community and content because they're the things that I believe to be the foundation of marketing so yeah. that is that's the short version that doesn't feel very short now that I'm wrapping <laughs> it's okay we needed the whole picture to understand like how you got to where you are today and you know a lot of times I'll say that too if you're going to hire a company you want to know where was their expertise before they launched their company. And so you've had many years in marketing and strategy before you decided you're going to do, you know, your own business. So that's incredible. And it's so funny when you're talking about like the stories behind in um, Macy's um, in New York City is like one of my favorite during Christmas. Oh, yeah. I love going to the windows to see like the stories in the windows and they're so different and so creative. And I always think like, how did someone come up with that? But, you know, there's someone like you behind the ideas and that story behind it. And then 
I want to go in the store and see more about it. So I, I love that. Um, so talk a little bit about um, marketing strategies. Like how do you help your clients today? We're in such a different environment you know, the attention span is really small, but then you have so many different things coming at you constantly. Like, where do you kind of start when you're working with a new client? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's changing constantly. And it's it's sort of strange. When I started kind of doing what I'm doing now in the middle of COVID, I was constantly joking with one client where it was like, time to redo the marketing calendar and the projections again, because it was like every two months um, throughout the pandemic, but then even in the years that followed the pandemic, because you couldn't go by year over year data because the data was so skewed ultimately. Yeah. Um, so it has been a lot of like imagination and iteration over the last few years for sure. And I think, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody else the other day about just like how much we've had to change. Cause even if like the bread and butter of how you've grown your business is social media, that has changed so much, even in the last few months, ultimately, um, and it can change in an instant. And so I think when I am meeting with founders or different like brand leads and things like that, we tend to talk about like what um, what they're trying to accomplish with their business, right? Like what is their point of difference? What, it, what makes them your, unique? Um, like what is their why and their reason for being ultimately? And then we sort of work backwards to say like, okay, how are you communicating that on a foundational level? Like if someone is brand new to your business and they come to you, do they understand that? Do they see that? Um, because if you're not communicating that message, it's kind of like, well, it's not going to matter what else you do. Um, and then beyond that, especially for the smaller businesses, we talk a lot about like foundation setting ultimately. Um, and this idea, if you want to use like the metaphor for a house, it's really great if you're doing all like the splashy marketing stuff where you've got like, this looks great and it sounds really good. But I kind of equate that to putting out throw pillows without like having your floor tile down. Like you need to have the baseline there before you start to do all of the other things, especially for a smaller business from an investment standpoint. Um and so we talk a lot about like, do you have your baseline automations in place? Do you have your data tracking in place? Because even if you're not advertising this month, if you've got the right tracking in place now, by the time you go to advertise three, six, seven months from now, those pixels have data that you can then leverage. So we we try to do a lot of prep work ultimately and a lot of strong foundation setting. And then once that is in a solid place, we get into like the really creative, fun, funky stuff. Yeah. And I like that foundation setting because I talk a lot about money on the podcast and I tell people, you know, foundation setting very similar is important. You've got to know like, where are you right now to be able to build from there? And so I, yeah, I get that. Like that you want to know where, what is your target audience right now? Where are you right now? So that we can figure out where you can go next because you can't figure out where you're going next without first that foundation part of it. So I love that you use that, that language, the found, foundation setting, because it, it does, it travels all across the lines of your different business, not just with the money and the marketing, but everything that you need to incorporate, you've got to have a foundation first. So really like that. Um, talk a little bit maybe about, um, you know, if someone does have like a product, how do they implement some marketing strategies behind that? Is it really like a storytelling that you're doing now? Or what are you seeing as more successful for people who have like a tangible physical product? Yeah, I think it depends on like, <laughs> a, their product and where they're selling it, right? So if you are somebody who is selling things in person, let's say you're like a solo entrepreneur, you make jewelry or you make handbags, whatever whatever it may be, right? If you're somebody who is showing up to like pop-up markets and things of that nature, 
then it's less about storytelling because people are getting to meet you and connect with you and then get that moment live with you. And you you probably at this point know your 15 second elevator pitch of like what makes your product unique. For them, it's more about like list building and things like that because the nature of a one-to-one interaction, you don't necessarily say like, hey, can I have your email address to like stay in touch with you and things of that nature. So you want to make sure that you are figuring out a way to take your online business, your offline business into an online space where you can benefit from all the fruits of your physical labor, literally. Um, If you are an e-commerce-based business primarily, then it really becomes about finding your niche, finding your community and amplifying that as much as possible, especially if you're somebody who's doing something that's like brand new that people might not understand. Um, But even if you have a product that's been around for a while, if you create a community, then that community is engaged and excited and wants to share what you're doing. And that helps you continue to grow and grow and grow. So super essential. Yeah. And I like that about like finding the community and maybe explaining your product because I see, you know, Amazon was great at implementing that. Now you can click on a link. It's got the video. You can see a 360 of the product. You can see it in action, understand how to use it or what the heck is this? Let me show it to you. So that video aspect that they had added over the last couple of years, I think was just a phenomenal way to help you know their sellers market their product to people who may not know what it is or how to use it or what they can do with it or what it might look like in person. So um, that's some really good information there too. Um, so um, we, we touched a little bit on the minority owned businesses as well, because I think more women, more minorities are getting into the business aspect and becoming entrepreneurs, which is a lot tougher than maybe a lot of people think about. Um, how does that strategy kind of differentiate from other people? Yeah, so I think there's, there's a couple of things in mind. One being, you know, there's the aspect of your... <laughs> you're a multicultural founder, let's say, right? You're facing your own challenges, whether it's like funding, getting stuff off the ground, et cetera, dealing with literally just the environment of being of being a person of color or being a woman. And then there's the aspect of who's the customer that you serve. Because if you are, let's say, a black female founder who's creating hair care products for black women of color, um, and this is an actual example from people that we've worked with, right? When it came to COVID and the economic hit that that took, it impacted their business more than it would have anybody else's ultimately because their consumer group is hit harder ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to think about um, safety nets ultimately for your business and kind of building in that space ultimately um, in a way that like protects you, protects your business and also protects your community long-term, right? Because if you are, if you have a community that then depends on you and then you go out of business or something that they need, then it's like, well, now we've got a two-way deficit scenario and nobody wants that to happen. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one kind of benefit though, that does exist is because as you mentioned, there's so many more of them, of us now, ultimately, it uh-huh. really becomes a moment to connect and lift each other up. And that's something that has been like incredibly powerful to see, especially when we can pair up like different women-owned businesses or different businesses that serve similar communities, but maybe in different ways for different organic partnerships. Like that's really incredible ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a natural kinship there, especially for smaller businesses that doesn't exist for these like mega large corporations. So I think it's super special. Yeah. Women supporting women. We're, We're definitely more likely to support other women. And it's so funny because we will 
give, 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 and we have a hard time asking. So that would be like my other recommendation for the women out there and in, in, in the entrepreneur space, especially is, is ask for help, seek mentors, seek coaches, seek experts. You know, when you're looking at your marketing strategy, if you're, if that's not your forte or you don't understand all the platforms, hire that out. So somebody comes to you because you have years of experience of marketing that you can help them develop that strategy and tell that story. So, you know, so important from the marketing aspect, otherwise if you have no sales, you have no business. Totally. I think it's also important if you're going to bring in outside help, you need somebody who not only can understand your business and your consumer, but also you ultimately. Yeah. And it was funny when I started doing this work, I was like, there is no way that like there's going to, there are that hundreds of thousands of agencies ultimately, but I think it's like less than 1% of them are owned by women. And so women kept knocking on my door being like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> like, Oh yes. Okay. Because you need someone who like understands what it's like to live in. I can't tell you how many meetings I'm in where it's like a screaming child comes in and it's like, it's fine. This is our normal because it's like, we see and understand each other as women and as like the, the multidimensional roles that we play in like our families and our lives. And I think it's important to, important to have a partner who can respect that like work-life boundary balance that sometimes has to happen and can help kind of offer you the flexibility that you need. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important just from like a humane working scenario. But then it's also a matter of like, if you are somebody who is hiring out, let's say a paid ads agency, which is not me. Um, but if your target partner can't get into the mindset of your consumer, understand that the media that they consume and like all the other ways that they might spend their time online, how are they going to really appropriately target them without unless they're like really getting into strong rich brainstorming with you and mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to recognize where the right partner can kind of help you go the extra mile in that sense yeah yeah oh i love that all right so i have a fun question for you samantha um if you could have a superpower what would it be and why would you choose it Ooh, this is really actually easy for me it's teleportation mm -hmm. um and it's for a number of reasons. The number one being that like, I love to travel. It's my favorite thing in the world. And while I love the view from an airplane, it would be so great to just be like, snap, and I'm here and snap, and I'm here. A delight. Yeah. Um, I also think it would be great just from like running my business perspective too, because then I could take all of my meetings with people in person and not have to worry about from here to there to anywhere. So I think that would be ideal. That's amazing. All right, Samantha, if our audience wants to get in touch with you, learn more about what you are doing, how do they reach you? Yeah, so they can just head to the website communityandcontent.com and there's a way to access me there. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for your time today and you, the information that you've shared with the audience talking about marketing, so, so important in business. And if anyone is looking for help on their strategies, definitely reach out to Samantha. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review, share this podcast, subscribe, and share the message.